Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. were talking earlier what do you think about this uh i think we should have one of those you, you remember the debt clock do you remember that who, who remembers the debt clock you're talking about death clock the metal band no the debt clock uh you just watch the debt go up blah, 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 you know whatever i think we should do um something similar i think uh we should do puerto rico aid given Ukraine, a given by the U.S. Debt clock. Just watch those numbers fly on one of the two. Guess which one? I'll leave that up to the listener to guess which one. But what we have right now is some wisdom by one of our oldest sitting. What the fuck is he? What's what's Bernie Sanders? Is he a senator? Or is he he a is a senator. Okay. I have... Totally a dark government. I <laughs> so let this sink in. Bernie Sanders has been in politics longer than the debt clock has been in existence because he was the mayor of Burlington in the 80s and mm-hmm. then went on to be a U.S. senator for Vermont. So the debt clock, which went up in 89 went up after he had already been in politics for nearly a decade. That guy hasn't had a real job since a decade before the debt clock went up. No, he admittedly has never held a real job, according to him. Weird flex, but okay. I very much wish that I did not have to say what I'm going to say. But the most serious challenge facing our country and the entire world, far and away, is in fact the existential threat of climate change. That is not the opinion of Bernie Sanders, who failed physics in college. That is the, what the scientific community is telling us in a virtually unanimous voice. The latest report from the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, is very clear and it is very foreboding. If the United States, China, Russia, and the rest of the world do not act extremely aggressively in cutting carbon emissions, our planet will face enormous and irreversible damage. In fact, the world that we will be leaving to our kids and to future generations will become increasingly unhealthy and uninhabitable. That's not Bernie Sanders. That is the virtual unanimous conclusion of the scientists who study this issue. But the truth is, we don't need the scientists or another study to tell us what's happening. We see it with our own eyes here in the United States and all over the world. 
the American people today and people throughout the globe are seeing the devastating impact climate change is having on their communities and their families with their own eyes. That is what they are seeing right now as I speak. And please understand, and maybe the most important point I want to make this morning, is that everything being equal, what is happening right now will become worse and worse and worse. This is not, oh boy, we had a torrential rain. Oh boy, ain't it hot? Everything being equal, what we are seeing today will become worse in years to come. Let's just take a brief look at what's happening right now in the United States and around the world. The past eight years have been the hottest years in recorded history. Right now, the western half of the United States is experiencing its worst drought in over 1,200 years. Right now, in California, Nevada, and Utah, they are experiencing record-breaking heat waves. Historic rainfall and devastating floods took place over a five-week stretch this summer in eastern Kentucky, eastern Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, Death Valley, California, and Dallas, Texas. These are supposed to be a once-in-a-thousand-year torrential rainfalls, and we're seeing them coming all together within a few weeks. Right now, Europe is experiencing its worst drought in over 500 years. And let's remember, when we talk about drought, it's not only, boy, is it hot, it impacts agricultural production and the quantity and quality of food that we eat. Mr. President, a massive heat wave in Spain and Portugal killed more than 2,000 people in July. Historically hot weather in London and China literally melted bridges, airplane runways, and rooftops. Let me repeat that. The extremely hot weather in London and in China this summer literally melted bridges, rooftops, and airplane runways with all of the consequences that that has. Bernie Sanders, the guy who's for the poor guy, goes, why would we be producing the cheapest forms of energy so people don't have to pay so much? for energy i just don't know where to start well he hates poor people obviously obviously let's start there because everything he's proposing just murders poor people so if you're standing at a podium like that addressing a room of people who are half interested in what you're saying mm-hmm and you find yourself flipping through multiple pages of a speech you've prepared, mm -hmm. it shows that you don't know how to edit. <laughs> Bernie Sanders does not know how to edit. Um, but what Bernie Sanders does do is he follows the left of the left. He's a, he's a megaphone. 
or lefties of of leftness. And I think I, even see, older school lefties too. I don't even think that's Well, now it's corporations. I'm sorry. Because, I was about to say, like, I don't yeah. think that's fair to actual lefties. You're right. Because what's considered left today is just corporate welfare shit. So yeah, that's what he is now. He's a corporate he like where he pretended to scream for and he still pretends to scream for the little guy. What he but what he's actually doing is proposing deals that are welfare for corporations. So and I guess he hides under that idea that oh I'm for the little guy. Somehow that works. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Doesn't work for me. But to get to the climate change thing, we're talking about, okay, assume it's all right. Everything he said is true. We'll get to the point where, you know, where we're talking about what's not true, how he's manipulating things. But let's just assume it's true. Our kids, our grandkids, are, uh, my kids are going to die. Or if not die live in some apocalyptic future because climate change, right? And climate change, that's not climate change, but like man-made climate change because of fossil fuels. So many restrictions against nuclear. So many advances in nuclear power have been made since uh, the last reactors. And we can... We can improve upon this technology so much, but yet it's restricted because it's dangerous. Well, danger is relative, right? So if we're all dying in 12 years and we can build a nuclear reactor here, that has the potential of if a whole bunch of things go wrong, it'll kill a town. But it'll save the fucking planet? Why the fuck aren't we doing nuclear? You know why we're not doing nuclear? Because it's not goddamn happening. Because of our fucking power plants and shit. It's not fucking happening. Climates change. When I was a kid, we were freezing to death. We were all going to freeze to fucking death. And we you can look it up today. Uh, there, There's a speech by another not bernie sanders but by a, another senator whatever and they and they, he's got his experts on there and they're talking about uh, it's getting colder every and every every fucking year and there's no end in sight and the funny thing about this speech this article is it was done the coldest year it only got warmer after that and we were all getting cold because we used hairspray, Aquanet, in particular. And and it want, it begs to wonder, like, what did Aquanet not do? What did a chem chemical manufacturer for Aquanet not donate to a campaign? And because, can we get it back? Because clearly we need to start cooling again. 
Absolutely, we do. Let's all spray Aquanet. Hair's, big hair is back, bitches. Save the planet. That's what I'm talking... Because if it was real, or if the people screaming that it's real believed it was real. Let's say it is real, but the, the, people, the people screaming that it's real, people in power don't believe it's real. Bernie Sanders doesn't believe it's real. The people in power don't believe it's real. Because if it, they believed it was real, nuclear power would be going on, man. That shit would be happening. And not only that, they wouldn't be buying property on the goddamn coastline when they think that the, the, it's going to flood in the next 10 years. Now let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt and, and, and assume they're being hyper-practical in understanding how people react to things because you're right. Whether, whether it was them and their propaganda or if nuclear is legitimately very dangerous, volatile, and a hard sell to the populace, the idea for them is, okay, well, fossil fuels aren't the answer, but let's explore wind, let's explore solar, let's explore these other channels before we have to resort to nuclear. That would, be, th that would be the argument there because nuclear is a hard sell. I think you're getting to the point. I think, I think that's exactly what it is, except for, let's throw this the sinister aspect in there that we all know exists. And, and we know that there's a bank of money, of wealth, that's being sucked out of the productive class of humanity, the people who make the world a better place. And how do we get that to direct to our wallets? Well, solar, wind, it's not really a viable energy source, but well, to be fair, neither was fossil fuel when it was like no no energy source is efficient enough to pay for itself upon discovery. Like it's just a far less mature right. But how did fossil fuel get there by investment? And that's what I'm saying. Like by by no, not by government investment. It got there by capitalism, by people investing in fossil fuel for lamps. It slowly built its way to where it got to be efficient enough. And then it built a nation. And then what we ask now is for poor nations that aren't as developed as us to go, no, you guys still continue to starve to death. And you're not going to get the same opportunities we had. And fuck, well, fuck y'all. Well, this is where the subsidy comes in. So we would take some of our wealth and invest it in those nations. But we don't have any wealth. We're I don't in know debt. That's true. We're in debt. No, we have wealth. The people who are, are offering money don't have any. The government has no money. They're in debt. Wealth is production. I produce. I have wealth. 
I give money value. Without me, money has no value. U.S. dollars have no value. But the government, whether you recognize their authority or not, has an idea. And let's let's look at the merit of the idea as opposed to the merit of the authority telling it to you. Okay. But their idea is that you take that wealth, mm -hmm. take your position and arguably duty as being someone of higher means to subsidize the efforts of those who were not fortunate enough to be born into the first world and make investments so that they can not have to starve and then we can also save the planet for everyone. We can say these things. Let's look at a track record. What do we do when we go into a place and invest money? Like social security or... Let's go to Somalia. We're there right now. We're investing a lot of money in Somalia. What are we doing in Somalia? We're propping up a government. What kind of government are we propping up? I'll answer that. It's dictatorship. What kind of dictatorship are we propping up? Is this a dictatorship, but it's you know, a really nice guy. And we should put his face on you know, some tie-dye shirts and walk around like he's some hero. Like somewhere in Cuba or something. No, no, no. We're not. Oh, he could go on all the uh, money for the Commonwealth. Yeah, we the could. Queen's got to yeah. be replaced. Right. No, no, we're not propping up that guy. What we're propping up is a rapist warlord guy who uh, is known to skin children to scare his enemies. Let me explain to you what this is. I'm talking about not killing a child and taking their skin off. I'm talking about telling somebody who does it, which is another fucked up thing, to pull the skin off of a child while this child is still living. The, his enemies might be bad guys too. They might be worse. Yeah. But I think to be fair, that's foreign relations, right? We talk about these other nations and foreign affairs gets complex. So let's does, say inst instead of investing directly in these other nations we instead invest in local organizations local green jobs we've seen that work out well, right as as we've discussed in previous episodes you and i are both part of the maga crowd i suppose because <laughs> uh <laughs> because we thought we think that donald trump should be brought up on war crimes I mean, if that doesn't make America great again, I don't know what will. Yeah. But because we're part of that, we should appeal to them as well, which means America first, more American jobs, American companies. And I'll tell you, America is rotten with green companies. So all these like renewable and sustainable energy jobs and companies, 
let's say we don't invest elsewhere. We invest completely here, our own soil. I think the real question is why is America rotten with everybody saying that they get, oh, we're sustainable, we're, we're renewable? Is it because of the customer or is it because they're looking for a handout from the state? Or altruism. I'm asking. What do you think it really is? I, I ask you, listener, to think about what I'm saying here. Are they appealing to you? Are they appealing to somebody else? But let's suppose that they are trying to make a difference while also making a profit. Let's because think about it. Think about it like this. Think about when we talk about new businesses all the time, whether that be, you know, you opened a restaurant or mm-hmm. you opened a factory. It's, but see, new it's, businesses aren't the ones getting this money. But but hear me out here. Established businesses. But but hear corporations. Me corporations. Businesses, by and large, Big do not turn a profit when they start. No, they don't. It's like two years. If they're going to be successful. On average, average, it's five. Is it? If well, there's a lot more of a bureaucracy. When I started doing business, I'm old man. You know, it's two years. We didn't have to. We didn't have as many taxes and licenses and bullshit like that. So, but anyone who goes into business has that hope that they will at some point turn a profit. No shit. So, why is that different for the folks who are going into it saying, "Okay, well, I'm going to make something that's sustainable." and has a positive impact on the environment and hope that in some number of years I will become profitable as well. Right. Uh, We hope, yeah. I'm going to make something that I think that the government will force people by gunpoint to buy in the future as opposed to I'm looking to build something that I think people will want to buy in the future. There's two different things, man. Like you're appealing to the government. See, that's the difference. That's why there's uncertainty in the world. That's why people don't know where to invest. They don't know what to save because because there is that government, I will change things on a whim type shit. So what you're, what, what you're talking about is companies that are, they're not in it to, yeah, their heart might be in creating better energy sources, but because the market is so distorted, the only way they can go into like doing green stuff, they're like, oh, fucking wind and solar. Like there could be something completely different to do, but it's not a thing that they can get funding for. So they're not going to do it because government is stealing money and putting it into the things that the congressmen and whatever com- they own those companies and they. That's what they're doing. It doesn't have to work. It, the point is it doesn't work. They can do it longer. The, the worse off, the the further away it is from working, the more money they can suck out of the people. The better it is for them to force our tax dollars to go towards. Because it's not natural. It's not, it's not funded naturally. It's, that's the point. Like, I'm not saying that wind and solar 
won't ever work. I'm saying it's if it's not natural, it's not going to fucking work. Because the incentive is for it not to fucking work. So, if you want this shit to work, you got to get it on the free market. And you got to get the goddamn government out of it. I mean, nuclear could be in our pockets by now. If it wasn't for fucking the government. Who knows? Lithium ion bullshit. I got a nuclear fucking battery. My shit's good, bitch. But again, going back to the world stage, if the market can't afford that investment initially, we could subsidize that. So again, we don't invest. Wait, no, no, the market can't afford. We are the market. Anything stolen from us is stolen out of the market. It was in the market and then stolen by a government. So the market could afford it because the government doesn't produce anything. That's what you're forgetting. Like every single dollar stolen out of the market was in the goddamn market. It didn't have any value without production. So it is stolen. And not only is it stolen, but it's stolen production too. Like there is, it's more than just taking a dollar out of it. You're taking productivity out of it too. So, I don't know. You could call it a dollar fifty for every dollar stolen out. It's huge because because not only that, it it sways public ideas from coming forward. Because now I got a pretty good idea, but I'm not going to do it because I just don't feel like making that risk. Where you know, because I got to invest in business licenses and this and that, and then I got to uh, you know apply with whatever business bureau and then i gotta deal with all that shit i'm out of work for a month just chasing down different uh different people to pay basically <laughs> i've done all that you can see why it, it just it's discourages good ideas from coming forward so i think the global conversation could be its own separate item but we're also way into solution mode already without even talking about the problem, which I think you hinted at before, but let, let's go back to the core problem that we're trying to solve and even see if these solutions are even at the point where we would be bringing them onto the table. So let's talk about these, uh, let's talk about the melting of bridges, rooftops, and runways. What is your take there? Well, I think you should repeat that for a theatrical. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I think he did. I think he did say it twice. Uh, the, the, he said literally melting uh, or literally melted bridges, rooftops, and runways. Oh, my. If we're talking about bridges, rooftops, and run, runways melting in a location, I think we should find the common denominator. They're melting. They're all melting. They are melting. So let's think about bridges. Let's 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 go back to bubble guppies. Anybody got kids listening? Let's think about bridges, runways, and rooftops. Right? What are they made with? Well, I can think of asphalt, tar, rock, and tar mixed together in 
different ways to create different products. So flat tops roofs tend to be done with tar and riverstone. And roadways and bridges tend to be done with granite, gravel, and tar. Other and otherwise known as pea gravel. Uh, and that tends to be called asphalt. So for all you bikers out there, Metallica listeners, and uh Pee Wee Herman fans. Pee Wee Herman fans, that's right. Um, what happens when you go in the middle of the summer to JC Penney's to buy your new leather pants? Hmm? 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 Do you put your kickstand down in the hot parking lot without uh, making sure something's underneath it or and or going over near the curb so you can put your kickstand down on the concrete instead of the blacktop? Or are you one of those people who just likes to pick your bike up off the off the tar, tarmac, or asphalt when you come Wait, out is that of... real? T. This is like a common thing that people with yes. bikes would know? Yes, almost everybody who's driven a bike in the south or any hot climate knows if you're in an asphalt parking lot, you don't put your kickstand down on the asphalt because the footprint of your kickstand is very small compared to the weight of your bike. So when that asphalt gets hot, the tar, it becomes more liquefied and it will sink in and slowly your bike just leans over and then laying on its side. So you mean this has been really common for like the last... My whole life. My whole life. And you're eight and you're eight years old? Eighty three years old. So what you're saying is bridges, rooftops, and runways are terrible places to park your motorcycle? They are. And that's basically what Bernie Sanders said too. But he said it very scary like, you know, like, like we're all gonna freeze to death and then Everybody's like, oh, well, big hair sucks. So they stopped, you know, doing big hair. Think about how hot the girls would be today if they didn't fuck around with Aquanet. We didn't really use Aquanet. We were a Soul Glow family. Where are you now? The, like the lube. Like the museum in Paris? It's time.